0: Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another a snippet of this uh, IELTS speaking. Guys, if you don't even already know who I am, I am Arsenio, okay? Check out my ESL podcast. Check out my Facebook page. Lots of beautiful, wonderful IELTS, TOEFL, TOEIC, all that greatness content uh, that obviously you could see and probably may have already heard of and came across my podcast at one point in time, uh, given the fact it has 600,000 downloads. But today... It's not about my podcast. It's not about me. It's about helping you. See, I think when it comes to non-native English speakers, the biggest problem, not, even, not only in IELTS, but also just in general speaking, is that we have a tendency, or you have a tendency of reusing the same words over and over. Hell, even me, I was, uh, uh, I was made aware of it by one of the, my ex-colleagues who I used to work for. And he said, uh, Arsenio, it seems like you say the word crazy a lot in your podcast. This is probably back in 2016, 17, when I jump-started podcasts to do my personal development podcast. And I was just like, really? He's like, do you listen to your podcast? I'm like, hell no, I'm scared to listen. Because obviously I was scared to listen to myself. Now I can listen to myself all day, right? And I don't say that out of conceit. It's because I. listen to myself and help build myself overall too so nonetheless going back to it how can we avoid using and saying the same things over and over well you know we could use antonyms uh obviously i've already talked about paraphrasing i've already talked about using synonyms but again it's about understanding the two And making sure we say things differently. That's the exercise that we're going to be going through here today. So synonyms, again, obviously interchangeable. All right. Happy, joy. Okay. Or I am joyful. I am happy. These are adjectives being used in the same way. Uh, Contextual, formal versus informal. Remember, in IELTS, using idioms and using sayings will go an extremely long way. As a matter of fact, one of my students uh on uh, you know one of my colombian lawyers as a matter of fact earlier this year used it in the toefl speaking question one he got a 27. so it goes to show you that if you do have scenes if you do use idioms hey as the saying goes dot 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 and then given an example on top of that see that could be used as your prep method that could be used as the reason right it could be used as a supporting detail for those of you in TOEFL. But nonetheless, again, using things and saying them differently is the most important part. So if we look at this, synonyms that are interchangeable, it says, it is my goal, it is my target, it is my aim to finish the project proposal in two weeks. I'm just giving you an example, right? So obviously, there are different ways to say goal with target and aim, vice versa, different ways to say target with goal and aim. Using it through contextual. Well, you could say my friends and I trek up the mountain or my friends and I walk to school every day, all right? Or we hiked up the mountain, right? In American English, hiked. British English, trekked. But if you wanna avoid saying hiking, five times throughout your speaking, well, you could say trekking. All right. You could switch it up and say climbing, although climbing requires a lot of upper body strength as opposed to trekking and hiking, which requires just the majority legs, right? And so going into formal versus informal, does this really matter? No. Honestly, we're not looking, you do not have to speak academically, not in IELTS it's all about how you carry yourself and making sure you have a phenomenal and firm grasp of the English language. I don't want you to go formal or informal. That's IELTS, uh, TOEFL, and even in everyday speech. As a matter of fact, to give you an example of this, 2010, I was in my Spanish class in college, and there was a Chinese student from China, obviously, and you know, I don't know, she was doing some kind of, what is it from, uh, what, what is it? She was doing some kind of study. And I remember the professor one day talked about a huge accomplishment. And we were like, oh, that's awesome, that's amazing. The Chinese student said, congratulations. In everyday English in America, we would never ever say that unless we're at a black tie party. Okay. We're talking about the tux and you have everyone like, hello, my name is Craig. I'm a periodontist. Whatever it may be. If you're at one of those parties, let's say Harvard, whatever you want to call it. Okay. That is when somebody says, oh, ex- congratulations on your accomplishments yesterday. We are not doing that on a routine basis. So please. The less formal, the better when it comes to everyday speaking, and especially even with your speech. That doesn't necessarily mean, if you use a big word, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're formal. No, that means that you have an extra amount of vocabulary words. Good for you. That's all that, matters. That's all that it means. That's all what it means, right? So in saying that, help assistance right there are other ways of saying help there are a number of different synonyms and the reason why I point this out is because some of you have a lot of repetition and say the same thing over and over and I know either my TOEFL students my IELTS students my general English students you say the same word over and over and over you know goddamn frog right ribbit 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 that's all it says it's just repetition over and over we don't want to be a frog we don't want to be a frog okay and so coming down here Antonyms, using more accurate words. The hotel's restaurant was delicious. Here in Thailand, there's literally one word in the Thai language. "Aroy mai, is it delicious? delicious. There's no other way of saying delicious, but in the English language, we got a phenomenal number of delicious. So obviously here in Thailand is noi as in a little. But in obviously English, we could say minute, small. Little. There's a number of different words and phrases that we could use to describe it. So being very good with language so you can explain things and especially emotions in general will take you a long way. So it was delicious. Now you can use an antonym. It was not delicious. You could use an antonym, right, saying that, hey, the food was bland, meaning it, it did not have taste, equaling not good, meaning not delicious. See what I mean? This is how we can use antonyms. So let me give you this right here, all right? What we have here is a sample one question. Do you think hobbies should be shared with other people? Although I do believe that's probably more of like a part three question. But anyways, if you see here on the screen, I'm going to read this out for you, especially those on my podcast, for those on my podcast. A lot of hobbies aren't appreciated by the masses, but there are people who share the same hobby with another person. See, of course, it would be more interesting to be with the person who shares the same hobby as me. It's interesting to share ideas on how to do a different, I'm sorry, in how to do a hobby in a different way. Doesn't it feel like you're just going in circles and repeating the same thing over and over, but in a different way? I've had a number of students do the same thing, and I'm like, hey, listen, it just seems like you're all surface level. We're not getting into the root cause. You're not expanding on your idea. We don't have to say hobby, 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 share, 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 interesting, 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 right? A lot of hobbies aren't appreciated by the masses, but there are people who share the same hobby now. But remember, we don't care about that opening thesis that you would see, let's say, potentially in TOEFL. We're just going to dive right into it and answer the question head on. Do you think the hobby should be shared with other people? I absolutely agree that hobbies should be shared with other people. And... Regardless of what now, if you want to state the other side of the argument, what others believe, you know, regardless of what others believe, I believe finding the time with my friends and being able to do activities, hobbies, activities, goes a long way. For instance, you know, back in 2006, true story. My friend and uh, I'm sorry, my friend, Andre and I, we got stuck on top of Sunrise Mountain in Las Vegas. Okay, and a rescue helicopter had to come save us. This was just days before Christmas. It was terrible. Uh, In the Metro Police, Metropolitan Police Department, the guy looked at us. He was super angry and he really just did not give a damn about us. But we were in our first ever helicopter, you know, and. I slipped up and told my mom, and she was terrified, knowing that her son was stuck on top of a mountain and needed to be rescued. But you see what I mean? Like That was a hobby that I got from going to college in Arizona, climbing up the mountain because we had shit else to do, and then being able to go to one of the highest mountains in the Western United States and get it stuck on top of it with my best friend. Anyway, shared, meaning shared memories, You see, I didn't use interesting and repeat the same words over and over. I went off on a tangent. Yes, but I'm just trying to give you the prep method, right? I stated my purpose. I gave you a reason, regardless of what others think. I believe that sharing those moments and memories with friends alike is very important. And then I dove into an example of having that memory, sharing that hobby, right? Sharing it from college to one with one of my best friends in Las Vegas, and then us getting stuck and never doing the hobby again. But do you understand that sharing the hobby actually enabled me to survive past that day? So do you see how I did that prep method? If you follow that prep method, does this have a prep method right here? Does this have the purpose, the reason, the example, and the point? Or the point, the reason, the example, and the point? Do you see that? A lot of hobbies aren't appreciated by the masses, but there are people who share the same hobby with another person, you, not other people. Of course, it would be more interested to be with the person who shares the same hobby as me, for example. And then you go on to, nope, then you could go into an example. First of all, I think the first sentence is totally useless. I would just say, of course, it would be more interesting to be able to share the moments with other individuals. For example, you know, just a couple, you know, 16 years ago, you see what I mean? I go into my example with Sharon, that hobby, that enthusiasm that I obtained in college with my best friend, best friend in Vegas, although it landed us in a goddamn helicopter with a crowd at the base of the mountain waiting for us saying, what the hell happened? What the hell happened? We got stuck. We didn't have flashlights. We didn't have anything. I was terrified. I froze up. I called the uh, police department. They sent the rescue helicopter to get us. See what I mean? That's it, people. Following the PrEP method will probably encourage you to use more synonyms and antonyms to be able to just flow. You got to get in the moment. Use your five senses, people. Use your five senses to be able to explain the story, right? What did you see? What did you hear? What did you taste, right? These are the different things that we can use in explaining what we believe, what hobbies are. See, when I think hobby, I remember helicopter. <laughs> you know, now obviously I haven't done snowboard. I haven't done whitewater rafting yet. Okay, I've done canoeing. Okay, I've done trekking. I've done the, obviously, you know, camping in a tent, but that was back in 2008 and 1999 when I was a baby. Now, the most recent one and the one that has the most emotion back behind it is what I'm going to go with. And that was when I got stuck on top of Sunrise Mountain. <laughs> That's how we do it. Your turn. All right. In Instagram, write your, obviously your responses down below and try to rephrase some of these things. Answer this question with, let's say three, no more than five sentences, as well as Facebook, as well as YouTube. I'm going to give you one more. What makes you uh, happy? This is more of, let's say the question two, can you describe yourself as a happy person? Right. That's kind of like what that means. The sample for question two, you're just not going to get a cue card that says, what makes you happy? That's impossible. But I'm just giving you an example to what may be asked. Now, look at the sample answer. I'm already uh, happy with simple things. I'm happy when I see other people happy. I feel great when I'm surrounded with happy people. You just rephrase the same thing. Secondly, food makes me happy, especially when I eat sushi, which is my favorite food. Lastly, I am happy when I get enough sleep after a tiring day. You see, that feels like it's all surface level and there are too many ideas in a response. Do they go deep? Nope. The deeper you go, the better. So what makes you happy, right? And me, hey, listen, what has happened over probably the course of the year, the biggest thing that I got into was the hobby of saltwater reefing. So I would say, to be honest with you, the most significant thing was going into or, you know. Finding another hobby that I had never done before, and it was saltwater reefing. And I've been so captivated by what I have to learn because it's so difficult and it challenges me to think of new things and to research and to figure out, obviously, solutions to the problems that I may have in saltwater reefing. This was not something that I did not know was going to make me happy, but when I saw two clownfish in a tank, at one of the big shopping plazas out here in Thailand, I just had to get them because they were just so beautiful. And to that, those two fish to put the biggest smile on my face that I've ever had all year, it goes to show me that, you know what? I need to inject some more happiness into my daily routine. Let me buy this fish tank. And now I have two fish tanks and I'm discovering so many other fishes that can uh, continue to help with the entire, you know, the biome of the fish tank. There you go. Obviously, that was like five million sentences because, you know, I'm a talker. I'm a podcaster, but I'm giving you examples. You don't have to just say happy, happy, happy. I didn't go surface level. I gave you a story. And I thought about it. What has been the biggest source of happiness this year? Now, aside from obviously my significant other. okay, and being able to take two extraordinary trips to Phuket travel, that's very easy to talk about. No, I'm going to talk about a new hobby that I got into for the first time. And to be honest with you, I'm coming up on the one year anniversary when I first got into the freshwater fish hobby and then expanded that into the saltwater, which is encouraging me next year to buy a 150 gallon behemoth of a saltwater reef tank coming up next year. And to buy the beautiful tangs, the hippo tang, the Achilles tang, and all these other different types of things, to see the accomplishments and the joy of them being happy within the tank it makes me even happier. See, I could just go on a fucking job. I got the universe within my head. Your thing is, what makes you happy? Over the last six months or whenever you see this or throughout this year, what was that moment, that defining moment that makes you happy? and give the story well obviously a lot of things do make me happy but i would have to say throughout this year the biggest thing that made me happy thank you because we already know what makes you happy oh eating good food okay going traveling that's all surface level give me a story a short one don't give me a fi- don't give me a goddamn book like i just gave you but give me a story people so with that being said <clears throat> what makes you happy right your response In the IG section, if you wanna give me a video response in my IG, I'll be more than happy to do that. If you want me to share it along with other people, tag you in it, that would be amazing. Facebook, write your responses down below. Let's see how you go. I am ready to answer. All right, you get a freebie from one of the best IELTS coaches out there in the world. With that being said, obviously, there are a lot more, but I do this a lot more with, you know, some of my other students and stuff like that. If you were to learn another language, what would it be? At what time do you usually get up in the morning? That's pretty bleh. What's your favorite website? That sounds like, a speak, you know, a speaking question, too. But these are some of the questions that I go in with with my students. So with that being said... Thank you so much for tuning into a video. I'll be waiting on your responses. And and as always, I'm your host, as always, over and out.